He is risen. He is alive forevermore. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. In the likeness of his resurrection. In the likeness of his resurrection. Whilst every Easter we talk about the fact that Jesus is risen, is not in the grave, there's an empty tomb, which is so wonderful, and it is good that we have that knowledge. But what we need to understand is the truth, the effect of resurrection in our daily lives. Hallelujah. The effect of what? His resurrection in our daily lives. That's why the title of this message is captioned in the likeness of his resurrection. Praise the Lord. The average Christian knows that Jesus is alive forevermore. Knows that Jesus is not in the grave. They can't find his bones. He is risen. There is an empty tomb to prove that Jesus is alive. Praise the Lord. But then, just turn around and ask the average Christian, what is the benefit? What are the blessings? What is the effect of his resurrection? Hallelujah. For example, every drunkard, after a while, the content of the alcohol will begin to show on his face. The way he talks, the way he behaves, the way he goes about things, you will know that this man is alcoholic. And if he keeps pushing harder, it will affect his vital organs. And it's just a matter of time, it will lead him to his grave. The resurrection of Jesus has a physical impact on our bodies. It has a physical impact on our spiritual lives. Hallelujah. Say with me, the resurrection of Jesus Christ has a physical impact on my natural body and my natural life. Hallelujah. His resurrection has an impact on your natural life. It is not just your spiritual life. You see, most Christians, because of laziness and because of our inability to walk in faith, we push everything into the spirit. We make everything into the spirit. So we hide under spirituality by ignorance. <laughs> we hide under spirituality by what? By ignorance. For example, if, if you were to be challenged to prove the reality of his resurrection, you will see so many Christians hiding under the fact that, well, it's a spiritual thing, you know. They love that the, the benefit of resurrection is spiritual. Make no mistake, it is natural. Hallelujah. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, the benefit of the resurrection or the effect of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has a physical impact of your physical life. Amen? Amen. It has a physical impact on your physical life, your natural life. It has a physical impact on your natural body. Praise the Lord. So don't push the things of God into the spirit. Yes, you are in the spirit, but you are living here on earth. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, you are not of this world. He said, you are in the world, but not of this world. Amen. Does it mean that you should not go out? Does it mean that you should not go and buy food? You shouldn't go and shop? You shouldn't go and do? 
No, that's not what he was talking about the influence of the world. Praise the Lord. That even though naturally you are in the world, don't be influenced by the behavior and the lifestyle of the world. Praise the Lord. The same manner, the resurrection of Jesus has an influence on our physical bodies. It has an influence on our natural lives. Not just spiritual lives. It has a great influence on our natural lives. Hallelujah. And that is our focus today. Because today is the resurrection Sunday. Today is the day in history where early in the morning, the women went to the to, to the sepulchre and they found that it was empty. The empty said, he is risen, he's not here. He's alive forevermore. Hallelujah. So our main focus this morning is going to be on the effect. What the resurrection, the effect of the resurrection on our physical bodies, our natural life. Because if you understand this mystery, then you understand that you are no longer a human being. Amen? You are no longer a human being. You are a spirit being living in a body. Praise the Lord. You are a spirit being living in a what? Living in a body. Say with me, I am a spirit being living in a body. Or say loud and clear, I am a spirit being living in a body. That this is the mentality we need. This is the understanding we need. As long as you see yourself human, you'll be behaving like a human. As long as you see yourself natural, you're behaving like a natural man. And the natural man is what professes mere man. But you are a spiritual being. Praise the Lord. That is why demons are looking for bodies to possess. Demons are looking for bodies to use, to do their own things. <laughs> Amen. But we are spiritual beings living in a body duly given to us by God. Not like demons who are looking for bodies to force themselves into that body. You are a spirit living in a body that was duly given to you, rightfully given to you to be there. Hallelujah. Because without the body, the spirit is not permitted to exist here on earth. Amen? With that is what the moment the spirit leaves the body, we say the person is dead. Hallelujah. So we as believers, as born again Christians, we are spirit beings given a body to live inside that body. Amen? So let this sink into your spirit, into your soul. Let it sing that you are a spirit being living in a body, giving a body to live in. When your time is up, the reason will leave the body and go and be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is all we are going to look at this morning by the special grace of God. Now, you remember in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, the scripture says, Let us make man in our own image. Did you notice that? Let's make man in our in our own image after our likeness. So you will notice that man is in the image of God. Man is in the likeness of God. In, in other words, if I was to put it in my own way, I would say man is the only creation. And I believe it is true. I believe there are other beings, angelic beings. But I believe man is the only creation that is in the likeness of God. 
That is in the image of God. Hallelujah. That makes man very unique. That makes man a special being. That makes man the crown jewel of God's creation. Hallelujah. Say me, I am the crown jewel of God's creation. Or say like I am the crown jewel of God's creation. I am God's masterpiece. Or say like I am God's masterpiece. Hallelujah. You are not an ordinary person. You are not an ordinary man. Stop looking at yourself as a human being. You are his crown jewel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know how many people travel to Dubai in search for jewels, in search for gold and diamonds and all of that? You are more than that. Hallelujah. Amen. You are more than gold. You are more than diamond. You are more than silver. You are his crown jewel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That should get us started this morning. Hallelujah. So man is made in the image of God. In the likeness of God. But you see, the first man created in this order of creation that was to start with the birth of Christ. His name was Adam. Now, I want to make this statement, this profound statement. Adam was created to fail. Adam was created to do what? To fail. Because most people are asking this question, if God is all-knowing, God knows everything, why would God create Adam? And allow the devil to come and take Adam and now we are suffering. Adam was not created on the seventh day. Adam was created on the sixth day. He was set to fail because there was an Adam, the second Adam, that was going to come. You see, you will notice that we have two covenants. We have to have two covenants. One was a shadow. The other one is the reality. Hallelujah. So there are two creations. There's the creation of the natural Adam. That creation is bound to fail. That creation was purposefully created to be subjected to corruption. The second creation that is in Christ Jesus, the second creation, which is second Adam, was purposefully destined to live, to succeed, and to act and behave like God. Hallelujah. And you are inside that creation. Amen? Amen. The second creation, which is the creation of the second Adam, the creation in Christ Jesus, this creation is not, sub, is not subject to sin. It's not subject to sin. It's not subject to hell. It's not subject to death. It's not subject to sickness and diseases. Hallelujah. That is the creation of the second Adam. And this creation, if you remember our uh, uh, um, Christmas service last year, you know, as I preach a message, the birth of Christ, the creation of the new race or a new race. It be, the creation of this race began with the birth of Christ. And it was brought into full complete, uh, completion by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It was brought into what? into full completion by the resurrection of Christ Jesus. So you have to understand the mind of Christ, the mind of God concerning creation. So that is why anybody who is still living the Adamic life is already on his way to hell. Because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's the Adamic race. Amen? But in Christ Jesus, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. 
old things have passed away. Behold, everything has become what? New. So Adamic race is a corrupt race. The second Adam, which is Christ Jesus, the race that is created in Christ Jesus is a race that is full of life. Not just life. He said in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. The second creation, which is the creation in Christ Jesus, is the creation of life. Life abundantly. Praise the Lord. Life what? Abundantly. That is the second creation in Christ Jesus. And that came into completion by the resurrection of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. By the resurrection of what? Christ Jesus. This second race cannot be bound by sin. This second race cannot be sick. This second race cannot be frustrated by demonic forces. This second race cannot be subject to demonic attacks and demonic influence. This second race is a new creation that sin has no power over it. Death has lost its grip over this new creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hell cannot assess this new creation. Amen. Hell cannot do what? Hell cannot assess this new creation. Cannot. That's the truth. That's the truth. Praise the Lord. Now, the mystery of this new creation is this. That the day Jesus went to the cross, you and I, we were there with him. Amen? Let me give you some. Let's go into scriptures. Praise the Lord. Are you ready for the word of God? All right. If you are ready, let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 52. Isaiah 52. Thank you, Jesus. You are the new race in Christ Jesus. I say you are the new race in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You are the new race in Christ Jesus. Amen. That is the essence of his resurrection. To complete the creation of the new race. The essence of his resurrection was for the completion of the new race. Praise the Lord. We, we, need, we need that knowledge. Not just celebrating the Father, He's risen. If you know that He's risen and you don't understand the effect of His resurrection, it won't benefit too much. So over the years, the church has been celebrating the fact that He rose again. He rose, yes, He rose again. But to what benefit is His resurrection happening on us? That is what we need to know. That is why, you see, the preaching of Paul was centered on this thing that I'm telling you. The teachings of Paul, the writing of Paul was centered on the fact that you died with Christ, you rose with Christ again. You are a new creation in Christ. It was centered on this truth that there is a new creation that is in Christ Jesus. There is a second Adam who is alive forevermore. That every race must take their root from that second Adam. Hallelujah. The whole of the epistles, the letters written to the church, is about the new life, the new creation that is in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. The letters written to the church is about what? 
It's about the new creation in Christ Jesus. That's what Paul, that is why the writings of Paul are so controversial. People don't understand it because they think naturally they are carnal. How can you say that I died with Christ? How can you say that I am crucified with Christ? So Paul began to tell them in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ Jesus. He said, nevertheless, I live. Yet not me, but Christ is living in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. Paul understood the essence of his resurrection, the effect. The effect of the resurrection of Christ is that he died with you on the cross, he rose again with you. He died with you and resurrected with you. Hallelujah. The effect of his resurrection is that he died with you and rose with you. Hallelujah. Do you, do you believe that? Do you believe that? He died with you and he rose with you. It wasn't just he alone on the cross. By baptism and by a mystery, you were on the cross with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. By baptism and a what? And a mystery, you were on the cross with Christ Jesus. You were on the cross with him. You got arrested with him. You were beaten with him. Praise the Lord. It's by a mystery. It's by a mystery. If you, because the church has not been brought to that mentality, sin and the devils are still dominating. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with me or go for shopping? Don't worry, the Easter discount is still waiting for you. So we were going to read Isaiah 52. Yes, Isaiah 52. This is one of the most profound statements in scriptures. Isaiah 52 verse 14. And please, if you have your mic with you and you have the New Living Translation or NIV, you can read it for us. Isaiah 52 verse 14. The King James says, And many were astonished at thee. His visage was so mild, more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. Can you read it from that profile, or if you have any other translation there, if you have one of these modern translations? Is one of the translations, his appearance was so disfigured that he did not look like a human being. Literally, that's what Isaiah 52, verse 14 is saying. His appearance was so disfigured, he did not look like a human being. It will interest you to know that in redemption, in the mystery of his resurrection, in the mystery of redemption, that was the same thing that happened to you. Yeah, go ahead, read, read it for us. Isaiah 52. Verse 14, this is the Amplified Classic. Okay. For many, the servant of God became an object of horror. Many were astonished at him. His face and his whole appearance were mad more than any man's. Wow. 
and his form beyond that of the sons of men, but just as many were astonished at him. Hallelujah. Amen. Read the first part again. For many, the servant of God became an object of horror. He became an object of what? Horror. Now, most believers will not believe this. But Paul speaking prophetically in Galatians 2.20 said, I am crucified with Christ Jesus. So if Christ was an object of horror, if the natural face, his work, he, if Jesus was so naturally, physically disfigured that he did not look like a human being, if that happened, and we know that is the truth, it happened. It did happen that his form was not like that of a human being. That no man ever went through this, the, the type of death that Jesus went through. The scripture is saying that by a mystery, in fact, if I, let me know you say mystery, by baptism, by baptism, that is exactly what happened to you. Because the creation of Adam, which is subjected to corruption, that creation must be destroyed. That creation must be what? Must be destroyed. Let me show you this. Go, go, go to Romans chapter 6. And, and watch something here. Romans chapter 6. Now, <laughs> hallelujah. Romans chapter 6, this is where our title, the title of this message is coming from. I'm going to read verse 1 to 6. And please pay attention. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Say with me, God forbid. God forbid. Or say loud and clear, God forbid. God forbid. Hallelujah. How shall we that are dead to say live any longer therein? I mean, how? It says, how shall we that are dead to sin? Did you notice that? How shall we that are dead? I will learn the word dead to sin. I will come back there again. In fact, you know we can do a series on this topic. Because there's no way we are going to finish everything today. Verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? So if his form was physical, if he was physically disfigured, he did not look like a human being. He said you were baptized into that same thing. Hallelujah. You were baptized into that same Jesus was physically disfigured. You were baptized into that physical deformity. He was physically disfigured. He did not look like a man. You experienced that on, with him on the cross. 
by baptism. This is where Paul began to separate himself from the rest. This is why they call him Paul the Great. Because of the things he was seeing. Because of the mysteries that was given to him. Know that so many of us that were baptized into Christ, were baptized into his death. What was the death of Christ? How did it look like? The man was tried 12 times. The man was beaten 39. The type of beating that they gave Jesus, according to history, according to people affecting the way the Roman soldiers used to crucify people and beat people. And each time they gave him those lashes, they were sharp, pointed nails or hooks that ripped his skin each time it came upon the blood of Jesus. So when they reached the whips, the nails, those sharp arrows, went into his skin and ripped off his skin. And they did that 39 good times. So history has said that there was no flesh remaining on his back. There was no what? There was no flesh remaining. In fact, we, 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 I don't want to go there because it will scare some of you. Know you not that some of us, as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. This is where the power of sin broke. This is where the sin nature of Adam was disfigured, was destroyed. This is where it happened. This is where it happened. This is where it happened. Hallelujah. The life of Adam came to an end by this baptism. The life of Adam came to an end by what? By this baptism. The life of Adam, the natural life of Adam came to an end by this baptism. So don't hold Adam to any, <laughs> don't hold Adam accountable for whatever is going wrong in your life. Because the second Adam came and if you are the second Adam, the effect of the last Adam, the first Adam, his, his lifestyle, his effect, the sin he committed cannot follow you. So I believe that when we get to heaven, not one single person will be able to lay any charge against Adam. Adam will just say, well, the second Adam came and committed that mistake. So if you don't embrace him, if you do not walk in him, it was your fault. It was, he will wash his hands clean and God will justify him. <laughs> Amen. Okay, verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him. Oh, did you see that? Buried what? With him. Can you imagine yourself being buried with Christ Jesus? It's a buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So in other words, nobody can be free from Adamic life until that person believes that he was disfigured with Christ Jesus, he was beaten with Christ Jesus, his body was ripped, he was so disfigured, he did not look like a human being. You have to believe that. You have to believe that. You have to believe that that happened to you. And what was happening was the life of Adam, the life of the first 
Adam was being destroyed so that the life of the second Adam can begin to manifest in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The life of the first Adam in you was being destroyed on the cross. Your face was so disfigured like his face. Your body was ripped off like his body. You do not look like a human being just like he did not look like a human being. So that his life will begin to manifest in you. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the glory in his resurrection. That is the power of his resurrection. That is the effect of his resurrection. Hallelujah. Whatever Jesus experienced on the cross by a baptism, you and I, we experience that. Let no devil talk you out of this. You experience that. Hallelujah. You experience that. You experience that. Praise the Lord. Alright, let's continue. Did you notice the last sentence said, we also should walk in newness of life so the new life that is in Christ Jesus is impossible except you come to the understanding that you were crucified with him. The resurrection of Christ is of no effect if you cannot believe that you died with him and you resurrected with him. If you cannot believe that you were crucified with him, you were so disfigured, you do not look like a human being, your back was ripped off, your heart was ruptured, You have to believe that the same experience Jesus experienced on the cross, he also experienced that. If this was not true, God would not permit Paul to put it there. You know, there were other books that were taken out of this one because they were not in alignment. Praise the Lord. This is true. I believe it. In that sentence. So that you will walk in the newness of life. Verse 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Hallelujah. In the likeness of his resurrection. In the likeness of his resurrection. So it means I am the likeness of the resurrection of Christ Jesus. Oh, say, it loud, say it loud and clear. I am, I am the resurrection of the likeness of Christ Jesus. I am the resurrection of the likeness of Christ Jesus. I am the resurrection of the likeness of Christ Jesus. So if anybody wants to see how Christ looks like, they should look at you. Amen. Somebody said, how can somebody look at me and see Jesus? He they must see Jesus in you. Amen. If anybody wants to see how Jesus looked like, once he walked here on earth, they should look at you. They should, that is why we are called Christians like Christ. We look like Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So we should not be excited that Jesus rose from the dead. We should be excited that we were part of that resurrection. You were part of the resurrection of Christ Jesus. You were part of what? The resurrection of Christ Jesus. So we, I was part of his resurrection. 
Or say it logically, I was part of his resurrection. I was part of the resurrection of Christ Jesus. Look, this thing that I'm teaching you, so many men of God will argue. They will say we are blaspheming. But I'm telling you the truth. If you are not part of his resurrection, then you are not alive. You are still in your sins. Uh, are you hearing me? If you are not part of his resurrection, you are still in your sin. You are still dead in sin. You are not made alive. You are not a new creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are a new creation. A new creation. Don't celebrate the fact that he rose. Celebrate the fact that he rose. Amen. Don't celebrate the fact that he rose from the dead. Celebrate that you were part of the resurrection. You were part of the resurrection. It is God who ordained his soul. God did not ask your opinion. He wanted to create a new order, a new system, a new creation, and he set it so. Why would I argue with God? I'm not stupid. God said, I resurrected with Jesus Christ, and I'm saying, no, I'm just saying, no, no, no. I resurrected with him. I resurrected with him. I am the likeness of his resurrection. I just, the, the devil can argue about it. That is his ministry, to be arguing, to be lying, and you know, stealing. But our ministry is to tell the truth. Amen? Our ministry is to do what? To tell the truth. Alright. Let's look at verse 6. Then we'll go back to Isaiah 52 14 to establish that verse. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Did you see that? So, the part of you that was disfigured, that was dismantled, that was, you know, horrified, was the old man. It was the man in Adam. The man in Adam. The man in Adam. It was the Adamic body. The Adamic body was the one that was disfigured. The Adamic body was the one that was destroyed. Hallelujah. The atomic body was what? Was the one that was destroyed so that you will have the new body which is the second Adam. The body of the second Adam. Praise the Lord. Is this too hard for you to believe? Is this hard for you to believe? Knowing this, that the old man, the old man is with the first Adam. The old man is in union with the first Adam. The second man and the new body is in union with the second Adam. His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? Oh, let your amen be loud. Let your amen be loud. You see, this is where you come to a point where you now understand that the devil can no longer control you. The devil can no longer work against you. Because the man that the devil is used to, the man that the devil deceived, that man is no longer alive. That man has been crucified. That man is dead forever. That man can never experience resurrection. He's dead. That man is dead. That man is not alive. This man cannot sin. 
This man cannot be bound. This man cannot be sick. This man cannot be limited. This man is in union with Christ Jesus. In fact, according to Ephesians, this man is seated at the same place with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. This man is seated at the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. This man cannot believe. This man is above all the powers of darkness. This new man, this resurrected man, this new creation is far above every power of darkness, including the ones that are not permitted to operate here. This man is above all those powers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are that new man. You are above principalities. You are above powers. You are about rulers of darkness of this world. You are about spiritual wickedness in high places. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are about every charm, every spell, every aquatic power. They are under your feet. Praise the Lord. Because if we teach this way, there's no way Christians will be afraid of spells. There's no way they'll be afraid of evil men. There's no way they'll be afraid of demonic forces. They are under your, you are above them. You are not at the same level. They can only have access to the first man. The first man is who? Adam. Dandam. <laughs> they can only have access to Adam. The first Adam. But for the second Adam, they have no access to him. That is why Paul was so smart. He declared it boldly, fearlessly. In Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ Jesus. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I live in the flesh. You see that? He's not talking about the natural life. He said, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That is your testimony this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. You are crucified with Christ Jesus. You have been resurrected with him. You have resurrected with him. You have resurrected with him. Walk in the newness of life. Walk in the power of his resurrection. Walk about sickness and diseases. Walk about poverty. Walk about the powers of darkness. Walk about scorpions and serpents and scorpions. They are not in the same class with you. They are not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about this mystery that is in Christ Jesus. Knowing this, that the old man is crucified with him. Now look at the next sentence. Romans 6, 6. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. The man that was a sinner, the man that used to sin, was disfigured on the cross. He's no longer alive he has been made dead. He's no longer alive. The new body you have cannot be subject to sin. Nor sickness, nor diseases, nor spiritual death. No. This new body that you have cannot be subject to corruption. No. This new body that you have cannot be subject to the powers of darkness. No, 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 no. The powers of darkness cannot function against this new body. The arrows from the pit of hell cannot manifest against this new body. That's the truth. 
that's the gospel truth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That if anyone is suffering any arrow from the pit of hell by way of ignorance, be used in Jesus' name. If anyone is suffering, anyone under the sound of my voice, all those watching us live across the globe, anyone that is suffering any arrow from the pit of hell because of ignorance, receive your deliverance right now. Be loose in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. That arrow backfire in the name of Jesus Christ. You are set free by the resurrection power of our Lord Jesus Christ. I say you are set free by the resurrection power of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are set free by the resurrection power of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are free in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So your own nature, the atomic body, the atomic nature that you inherited was disfigured on the cross. Totally destroyed on the cross. And now you have a new body, you have a new life. Hallelujah. Say to me, I have a new body. I have a new life. I have a new body. I have a new life. I have a new body. I have a new life. Let no devil deceive you. This is your true identity in Christ Jesus. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Praise the Lord. And then we will end with Colossians chapter 2 verse 12 to 15. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, the word of God is true. The word of God is true. He is alive. Amen. Jesus is alive. Forever he's alive. Amen. He is alive. You are alive in Jesus' precious name. Amen. That is why the anchor scripture for this ministry is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. It says, as we look into the Lord, as we behold him as if we are looking into a mirror, he is the mirror of our lives. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory even by the Spirit of the Lord. So this revelation that God has given us, we need to grow in that revelation. We need to increase in that revelation. And the more you increase in that revelation, the more you possess the newness of your life. Your body will experience his resurrection in a greater dimension. Your soul will experience his resurrection in a greater dimension. Your natural life will experience his resurrection in, the, in a greater dimension from glory to glory, from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, look at this. Verse 10. This is wonderful. No devil can stop you from fulfilling your destiny in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. Are you there? Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, watch here. It's a we bearing in our body 
the dying of our Lord Jesus Christ. How can that be possible if you don't believe that you were crucified with him? You don't believe that you are crucified with him. How can you be bearing his dying, the dying of his, the dying of Christ in your body? Amen. That the life also of Jesus must be made manifest in our body. You see, this message is all about the body today. So you have to believe that your body was crucified with him so that the resurrected life can manifest in your body. That's what he's saying. You have to believe that your body was crucified with him so that his resurrected life can begin to manifest in your body from glory to glory. From glory to glory. From one higher realm to another higher realm. Hallelujah. Amen. You have to believe that. You have to believe that. You see, when I became a Christian, I first saw, I became, after read after Hagen for a while, I, I was drawn to the pieces. So if you, if you notice that, if you notice, most of my teachings come from the pieces. Amen. Because those are the letters to the church. That is where the church should dwell. That is where the church... We have to study every part of the Bible, but give more attention to the pieces, the letters that was written to the church. That is where your faith comes from. That is that is what gives you faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So in your body, the scripture is saying that there is you have to be carrying in your body the death of Christ, so that the life of Christ can manifest in this body. Now, if the life of Christ is manifesting in your body, is there any room for demons to operate? No. Is there any room for sickness to operate in your body? No. Any room for diseases? No. Special enchantments? No. Demonic attacks? No. Why? Because his life is manifesting in your body. That is why I said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So don't just have this life, but let this life be on a constant increase. Praise the Lord. Let the life of the resurrection of Christ Jesus be at a constant increase in every area of your life. And every day of your life, experience an increase of the resurrected life of Christ. Praise the Lord. That is what you ought to be doing every day. That is what you ought to be doing every day. Every day, your body must experience his resurrection. Every day, your body must experience the resurrection life of Christ Jesus. Every single day. We bear it in our body, the dying of Christ Jesus, so that his life also will manifest in our bodies. Will manifest in the body. Will manifest in, the, in your body. Will manifest in your body. I have good news. That life is manifesting in your body right now. Amen. The resurrected life of Jesus is manifesting in your body right now. Amen. The resurrected life of Jesus is manifesting in your body right now. Amen. The resurrected life of Jesus is manifesting in your body right now. Amen. From the crown of your head to the source of your feet, the resurrected life is manifesting right now. It's manifesting right now. It's going through your soul. It's going through your mind. It's going through your brain. 
is going through every fiber of your being right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm so excited by this mystery. I'm so excited. So every day, the resurrected life of Christ has to manifest in my life. And as long as I am manifesting this life, there is no room for sickness, no room for diseases, no room for poison, no room for demonic attacks, no room for spells and enchantment. You will waste your time trying to charm this body. You will waste your time trying to work against this body. Hallelujah. This body is the resurrected body of Jesus Christ. I said this body is the resurrected body of Jesus Christ. Your body is the resurrected body of Jesus Christ. Say to my body is the resurrected body of Jesus Christ. Say it loud again. My body is the resurrected body of Jesus Christ. By baptism, I was crucified with him. By baptism, I am resurrected with him. I am alive forevermore. My body is the resurrected body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is essence. That is what we celebrate. In fact, we can as well say this is the most important day in Christianity. If Jesus, can you imagine if it was recorded that Jesus died, we can find his, if the grave is there, we can find his bones of man. There's no hope for Christianity. No hope. No hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. In the mystery, you are the resurrected Christ seated there. In the mystery, you are what? You are the resurrected Christ sitting there. In the mystery, if you died with him and you, you resurrected with him and we are in Christ Jesus, then you are the resurrected Christ in the mystery. Hallelujah. Verse 11 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Now, I was using the bodies of people who be thinking some. Now, he's not brought it to the simplest term, the flesh, this one, flesh, flesh. The life of Christ will be made manifest in your mortal flesh. Hallelujah. Say so the resurrected life of Jesus Christ is made manifest in my mortal flesh. Say it loud and clear. The resurrected life of Jesus Christ is made manifest in my mortal flesh. From the crown of my head to the source of my feet, the resurrected life of Christ Jesus is made manifest in me. Is made manifest in my body. In the name of Jesus Christ. Finally, let's go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 12 to 15. As we close. In fact, this verse 10 and 11 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, there's so much there, but because of time, and I don't intend to make this a series, we will do this probably another month 
down the road. But let's go to Colossians chapter 2 and I will wrap up. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. Let me start from verse 10. And ye are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. Hallelujah. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made with that hands in putting off the body of sin of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Putting off what? The body of sin of the flesh. That is the one that was distinguished beyond human recognition. That was distinguished beyond human resemblance. That is the body right there. This one. The body of sin of the flesh. The body of sin of the flesh was crushed on the cross. That's what Isaiah 53, some translations, instead of using the word he was bruised, they use the word he was crushed. Crushed. Instead of saying, say, bruises is a little bit mad. The word crush is total crush. You know how you crush an almond you know, uh, uh, seed? You crush it. His body was crushed. The body of sin was crushed. And you were also part of that crushing. But a mystery. You and I, we were part of that crushing. By a mystery. You and I, we were part of that crushing. By a mystery, you and I, we were part of the crushing of Jesus Christ. We were part by a mystery. We have to believe this truth. This is the foundation of our faith in Christ Jesus. This is the foundation of our faith in Christ Jesus. If we cannot believe that we were crushed with him, we got crushed on the cross, that we resurrected together, that we can't walk in faith. And that's the reason why demons are harassing us. That's the reason why demons are parading themselves, manifesting, operating against the church. Imagine if every Christian would come to this truth. That the body of sin that they are struggling with was crushed on the cross of Jesus Christ. That they resurrected with a new body. They resurrected with a new life. That the resurrected life of Jesus is manifesting in this mortal flesh. That the body is no longer capable of sin. Hallelujah. The body is no longer capable of demonic attacks. Demons can no longer attack the body. Demons can no longer influence the body because this is a resurrected body. Hallelujah. It's a resurrected body. It's a resurrected body. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That the body of sin might be crucified. Sin of the flesh of the circumcision of Christ. Verse 4. Buried with him in baptism. You were buried with him in baptism. Wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the oppression of God. Through the what? Buried with him in baptism. Wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith. Through the faith. Faith comes by hearing. Now that you are hearing that you were crushed with him, you were crucified with him, resurrected with him, your faith is coming alive. Amen. Your faith is coming alive. Amen. Who has, he said, through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead. And you be dead in your sins. 
and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has it quickened together with him, made alive with him? He said, You were dead in your sin, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, the Father made you alive together with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. On the cross, when you were crucified with him, the Father made you alive with Christ Jesus. Together with Christ Jesus. It was not a separate thing. It was not a separate action. Together you were made alive with Christ Jesus. Say amen. amen. I said together you were made alive with Christ Jesus. Amen. Together you were made alive with Christ Jesus. Amen. Together you were made alive with Christ Jesus. Said me, I am made alive together with Christ Jesus. 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 You are not blaspheming. You are speaking the truth. Hallelujah. You are speaking the truth. You are speaking the truth in absolute faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The word quicken means made alive. Praise the Lord. The word quicken means what? Made alive. Has he quickened together with him? Him that is Christ Jesus, having forgiven you all trespasses. Hallelujah. He has forgiven you all trespasses. Say with me, all my trespasses, all my sins are all forgiven me. Say it loud and clear. All my trespasses, all my sins are all forgiven me. Because I am crucified with Christ Jesus and I resurrected with him. Made alive with him. Made alive with him. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances. Did you see that? Is there anything against you? Jesus blotted it out on the cross. Is there anything, is there any curse affecting your life? Jesus blotted it out. Wash it out. Dismantle it. Is there an evil word spoken against your destiny? That word is nullified. Hallelujah. Is there a child working against you? That child is destroyed. Is there a power consulted against you? That power is destroyed. Is there a demon that has been asked to monitor you? That demon is blind perpetually in Jesus' name. Amen. That demon can operate against in Jesus' name. Amen. Is there a curse placed upon your life? That curse is reversed in Jesus' name. Amen. That curse is reversed in Jesus' name. You are no longer under any curse. You are no longer under the powers of darkness. Blotting out the hundreds of ordinances that was against us. And was contra contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it into his cross. He nailed it into his cross. Verse 15, I love verse 15. Hallelujah. Our time is up. And having sport principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphant over them in it. Hallelujah. Amen. You together with Christ Jesus. Made a show of principalities, powers, and open show.
show triumphing over them openly. Open show. It was an open disgrace. The devil received an open disgrace concerning your life. Jesus made the devil an open disgrace concerning your life. He received an open disgrace. He received an open disgrace. He received an open disgrace concerning your life, concerning your family, your children, your finances, everything that concerns you. Jesus made the devil an open disgrace. Hallelujah. <laughs> I rest my case. Your honor, I rest my case. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, I rest my case. Let this words have a great effect in the life of all our listeners. In the life of all our listeners. In the heart of all our listeners. Let these words have a great effect in their lives. Let them experience your resurrection power. Let them experience your resurrection power. Rise to your, way, your feet with me. Rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. The resurrection of Jesus Christ brought an open shame to the devil. Concerning your life, an open shame. An open shame to the devil. His poor principalities, powers, rulers of darkness. Make a show of them. It was an Olympic stadium. Bigger than an Olympic stadium. The whole of her came to witness the defeat of the devil. All the demonic hosts, they all came and saw the defeat of the devil concerning your life. They saw the defeat of the devil concerning your destiny. It was an open show. It was not a secret defeat. Every demon saw it. Every demon witnessed it. All those who are in hell right now, they all witness it. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus said in Revelation 1.18. I am here down living and was dead. And now I am alive forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. I have the keys of hell. And death. Hallelujah. He took it from the devil. He took it. He took it. He took it. He took it from the devil. Therefore, the devil can no longer harass you. He has been defeated concerning your life. He has been defeated. He has been defeated. Lift up your voice and begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Hallelujah. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Lift up your voice. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your voice.